Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys on this Thursday. Uh, This is episode 1025. We've been doing this for a minute. Now, there's a lot of things that I want to jump to into this episode. One, we have to say thank you and kind of a farewell, if we haven't already, to Robbie Gold. Want to talk a little bit about what he's done. Go through some of the practice reports for both the 49ers and the Seahawks. We're at that point of the year where every single team's banged up and how teams will address the injuries, it's difficult. And so both the 49ers and the Seahawks going through a lot and stacked injuries at certain positions. We'll talk about both those. And I want to leave with some you know, film secrets, some draft nuggets as we've finished up all of our draft, or sorry, not draft, but film breakdown from the 49ers-Eagles game, some things that stand out. And then I want to talk about some Pro Bowl voting, who's getting snubbed, who's getting the respect they deserve from a 49ers standpoint, and all those different things. So that's what we got today. Now, I got to say, shout out to everybody in the chat. What's up, Red Jet? Appreciate you, David. All the hashtag CCs. Uh, excited about you guys. Thank you for being here. And David, right off the bat, this is John. What are your thoughts on Logan Ryan? Is he strictly a backup, or will they give him a chance to play some? Special teams he can play. Now, how many 32, about to be 33-year-olds, come out there and play special teams? Not really why he's brought into this. Usually put your young pups out there. But this gives you basically a safety net behind your two starting safeties, right? Tayshawn Gibson and the rookie, Jair Brown. So you've got some. Now, I'm going to dive into this a little bit later, but if I'm going to be honest with you, Jair Brown played very poorly this last Eagles game, which, you know, after the broadcast live viewing, I said this dude deserved one of the game balls because he wasn't getting called out. He wasn't getting singled out. He wasn't doing all those things. After going through the film, I can honestly say the rookie had his worst game yet, especially coverage-wise. Uh, I counted three gigantic blown coverages that could have resulted in touchdowns, but Jalen Hurts is just such a bad quarterback, and the you know defensive scheme of the 49ers was to force Hurts to take his eyes down, and it worked, and he missed all three of those reads. He never even saw that Jalen Brown fell down, you know, shot up in a buzz call, which was wrong. Like, I was very disappointed with the way in which Jair Brown played coverage-wise, The good news is the Eagles couldn't exploit it. Now, we've seen two and a half games from them. One and a half games, really, really good. One game bad. What's that going to look like long-term? Can he solidify some of those things? And that's the idea. And personally, you know, Jair Brown, he's a student and was one of the first people out all throughout training camp, all throughout preseason. You go to a 49ers game now, you'll see 27. He's one of the first ones out there every single time. This dude's a sponge. I'm just putting Logan Ryan in him. You guys are attached at the hip all throughout practice. Talk about what you see. What do you not do? All those things. And if worse comes to worse, I do not mind Logan Ryan playing safety. I don't want to see Isaiah Oliver play safety. I would prefer Logan Ryan. So do I think that he's going to get playing time? I do not. But he's somebody that you could put in there 
and be very, very happy with. Very happy with. What's up, Rock? Kim, appreciate you, man. Hey, just want to put out there condolences to you, Kim, uh, you and your family. You are just an amazing person. It's been awesome getting to know you in person at all these games and all that stuff. And you travel all the way over from Denmark. But uh, just want to let you know, man, we love you. We love your family. And sorry for what you guys are going through right now. And just know you are not alone. We are here with you, my friend. Uh, Bro Montana, appreciate you guys. Kevin, what's up? Says, weeks three and our five weeks showing the NFL how to cook birds. You beat back-to-back birds, <laughs> Seahawks one, Eagles two. Now you're back to the Seahawks. And then we got two more bird matchups after that. We got Arizona, then the Ravens on Christmas. Let's go, man. Going for the whole Tur Duncan out there. I, I love it. I love it. Um, oh, here we go. Look at this. David Walner, another good friend. What's up? Well, we got a troll in the house. Appreciate you, buddy. Cowboys number one. Uh, the sad thing is, even if the Cowboys do beat the Eagles at home, which we want to happen, that would give the 49ers the one seed. Cowboys wouldn't even be number one in their own division, even if they do beat the Eagles, because their conference record isn't as good as everybody else's. But I do hope that the Cowboys win the NFC East, which is weird to say. Uh, not that I, there's any qualms about, you know, if the 49ers are the one seed, great. That, that's what everybody wants. But if the 49ers are not the one seed, I would much rather go play at Dallas in the playoffs, which we've already done and we've already beat them in their stadium. Plus it's indoors then I would rather go travel to Philly. One, because I hate their fans and I won't go to that game. Uh, two, Dallas is kind of where I grew up, so that would be cool. So personally, I'm rooting for the Cowboys to win the NFC East over the Eagles, um, but that's just me. Uh, neither one of those guys scare me at all. Uh, you've beat, already destroyed the Cowboys by 32 points, and then you beat the Eagles on the road by 23 points. It could have been way more. Um yeah, it's, it's a JV conference, JV division. Let's just be honest. If the 49ers were in the NFC East, uh, the, we'd be even better off, which I don't know better off because we're undefeated in our division, but we're also undefeated in that one. Uh, we still do have the commanders to play, but we've already destroyed the Giants, destroyed the Cowboys, destroyed the Eagles. We got one more game for the NFC East. So I guess they're the same. NFC West, NFC East, don't make a damn. Just beat the hell out of everybody. Um Pretty simple out there. Yatsik, what's up, man? He says, CC hashtag, what's up, John? I'm in Tampa Bay on the beach, sporting my 49ers hat, smoking a cigar whilst uh, <laughs> a victory cigar. That is awesome, man. We we all want to be like you, Yatsik. Live your life, my friend. Appreciate you. Coach, Ayuk and Greenlaw getting snubbed. Coach Cruz knows what's up. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about a lot of those things with the the Pro Bowl, we'll go through all that. Uh, David, right here, I hope we bring in Hurts. Much more of a realization now. You know, talking about the injury report, let's dive into it. Um, and, you know, Matt Barrows and Cam Inman just came out. The 49ers are practicing currently as we speak. Um, and so yeah, we're, we're getting a little bit of conflicted reports from today. Now, the do not practice, this is from Barrows. Armstead's out, probably going to miss a week or two. Now... And I want to deal with each one of these individually. It sucks. Armstead's playing some damn good football. And you could say in the past month, he's played as well as any defensive tackle in the NFL. Like, he's played that well. Now, here's the good news. Ken Law's coming off his best game as a pro. Best game as a pro. Two sacks, tackle for loss, quarterback hit on 22 snaps. Awesome. Givens didn't play very well. But Kalia Davis in his first NFL game. Comes out there as the highest pass rush grade. Gets a sack against... And here's what's crazy to me. 
First time he saw Kalia Davis out there, his first rep defensively as a pro was against Jason Kelsey. He won. <laughs> Jason Kelsey, Hall of Famer, right? Like, this kid, he just marinated, man. You just kept him on the back burner. He's been simmering now for a year and a half. He's finally getting his shot. I think Kinlaw will start. And then your number two, you know, your backup defensive tackles will be Givens first, then uh, Kalia Davis. But it's a strength of this team. And I think it's the deepest position of this team, defensive tackle. And the rich get richer. So, you know, it sucks that Armstead's out. I'm not trying to downplay that. However, you have guys that can step up and can play. And so I, I don't think that this is something that is scared or like a negative. It, it is a negative. Armstead's better than Kinlaw, you know, all those guys. But it's not like this is like, oh, no. Like, listen to me. Kinlaw would start for the Seattle Seahawks, period. That's all there is to it. I, I think Kinlaw would start probably on about 10 to 15 teams in the NFL. But whatever you have, Hargrave and Armstead, yeah, that's that's a different caliber player. So I, I don't think that this is one of those things where it's like red alert or, oh, man, we need to be worried or anything like that. I'm, I'm not going that far at all. Um, now, Ray Ray McLeod still not practicing, did some side work. Uh, he's got that rib issue, but you can put Debo back there. We've seen what he could do. I prefer Ray Ray. Daryl Luter Jr., hamstring still not out there, and Ross Dwelly going to miss some time. Back to what David said. I hope we bring in Ertz. I do too. I don't think it'd be that expensive. You put some bonuses on there. Probably sign it as a vet minimum with a lot of bonuses, right? Playtime, playoff wins, reception totals. Just freaking bonus the crap out of that and hope he hits those. But if you don't bring in Ertz, I'm not that concerned. Roz Dwelly got three offensive snaps two weeks ago and one offensive snap this week. It's not like the number three tight end has been playing a lot. It's been George Kittle. It's been Charlie Warner. And Charlie Warner has been an absolute dog. He is blocking like a beast. He's even taking over some Kyle Juszczyk snaps and doing some of the Kyle Juszczyk type things. Not that Juice is like pulling snaps out, but this is a new wrinkle. You'll split out Kyle Juszczyk. You'll motion Charlie Warner into the backfield, and he's making these wham samurai blocks that are so difficult. Charlie Warner's... He resumed. He went back to 2021, Warner. Last year was bad. He had the injury early, just a bad year. He's back to there. So you got to discount what Warner did last year, Charlie Warner. He's back to 2021, which was great. And then you've got this guy, Braden Willis, who I love. Now I prefer Zach Ertz. Yeah, everybody would. The veteran presence, all that stuff. I, I want that. The receiving option, I want that. But I would not be upset if we do not land Zach Ertz. I won't be upset. I'd like it because adding the extra threat in the passing game, awesome. The veteran presence, awesome. Coming back home to where like he kind of grew up, awesome. But not something that's like, eh. I, I don't want him to go to the Eagles. I'd prefer him go to Baltimore personally. But mm, well, we'll see there. Now, sticking with the, uh, what's it called? Uh, injury for the 49ers. On the side getting work, uh, Spencer Burford and Elijah Mitchell. But Cam Inman... Um, said that Elijah Mitchell's not practicing today. So he's out there. We'll see. You know, Mitchell gets a few carries. He gets hurt. We understand this. This knee's going to be an issue. I feel bad for the dude because he's such a great guy. And, you know, every time he gets injured, everybody says the same damn thing. Oh, we should move on from him. Let the numbers speak. And I'm talking about financial numbers. Costs nothing to keep 
Elijah Mitchell on the roster. He's a free player. He doesn't count against the top 51 salary cap. Neither does Jordan Mitchell. Do you know who did? Ty Davis Price. Do you know who got released? Ty Davis Price. Do you know who got brought back? Just like I said he would. Ty Davis Price. He's back on the practice squad. Now he has a new contract. Now, Ty Davis Price. The 49ers don't have... Here's what's crazy. Okay, you got CMC. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The 49ers have one, two, three running backs that are not on the salary cap. They don't even count. Only the top 51 contracts count. Those guys aren't even on it. So Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell, and now Ty Davis Price don't even count against the cap anymore. Now, the dead money for TDP does, but the new current contract moving forward does not. So when people say, like, oh, we should move on from Elijah Mitchell, I'm just like, man, pump your brakes a little bit because he's a free player. Whatever you get from him is bonus, and we know how much Shanahan loves him. And if that means he plays one out of every three games, Shanahan will sit there and tell you that's enough. He's a free player right one thing better than good running backs free running backs <laughs> um that's debatable that's debatable but burford i think that he'll play elijah mitchell i'm not so sure and you know i think the running back pecking order right if elijah mitchell cannot go i think it's pretty easy to see you've got cmc jordan mason ty davis price and you have jeremy mcnichols on the practice squad as well because you have not one but two and when the 49ers brought back tdp to the practice squad, they had to release undrafted free agent wide receiver Isaiah Winstead, who was fun to watch at camp for sure. Um, so that's kind of the 49ers whole issue um, whenever we're talking about the injury report. I want to go through the Seattle Seahawks one, but before we do, let's get to some super chats. My man, what's up, Michael? Uh, thank you for your generosity. Hashtag CC, beat them fake birds. John, have a beer on me. Dude, that's what's up. Uh, the wife and I are heading out for like a christmas date night in the city they got like this laser show going on so i will definitely partake michael uh thank you so much really appreciate that buddy josh thank you he says davis may be the next dj jones they're so similar play style body style the way that they want to play dj jones struggled early in his career like people forget about this because he wanted to stand up and just play with his eyes instead of attack and it took him a year and a half to figure it out the back end of his sophomore year, he started to become that penetrating defensive tackle. Third year, he was incredible. Fourth year was even better. Then he got paid, deserved it. But it took a while to get there. Kalia Davis, we, I, I, we don't know what the problem was besides health. 
You know, he was on the NFI after getting hurt at the Combine. But this dude hasn't played. His very first game of his career was this week. So I don't want to overload him. Uh, he got 20 snaps. Uh, I'd be shocked if he got 20 snaps again. It was a blowout game. So if it's a blowout again, you could do that. But this is going to be more Kinlaw, more, you know, Givens sprinkled in with some Kalia Davis. But man, what a what a hit. If he could be the guy that he was last week. He's playing on the correct side of the offensive line the entire damn game. I'm excited about Kalia Davis. I really, really am. Trent Baalke would be proud. Now, Bro Montana, thank you for the super chat. He says, if, big if, 49ers win the Super Bowl, how would this team stack up against the previous 10 winners? Best since Legion of Boom. Uh, this team is too loaded. It's up there. Yeah, I mean, most teams that win the Super Bowl have this, like, unworld quarterback that just goes out there and does their thing. You know, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, whatever else. This is a pretty damn complete team. There's no doubt about that. Where they match up, we got to see what the playoff resume is. Taking what the 49ers have done this in season, right, through 13 weeks, 49ers is the best team in the NFL. Some people might want to put Ravens up there. I don't have any issues with that. But it, it's not like... If anybody doesn't have the 49ers in the top two, you're wrong. You're, you're way wrong. You're not watching any of those things. You're not watching the 49ers play. So right now, they're the best team in the NFL. That's all you can really gauge. You go out and handle your business. You take care of the Ravens on Christmas. You know, you win out the rest of your schedule. Then you go on and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to be at the top. They're, they're going to be way up there. Um, and look at this from a Cowboys fan, David. Wow. I'm going to frame this and send it to you, buddy. I have to admit, I think you all are going to the Super Bowl, still support that. This is a diehard Cowboys fan, ladies and gentlemen. Diehard. I'm just saying. They know. They know. You don't get beat by 32. The only way the Cowboys or Eagles can have a chance is if the 49ers get upset by somebody else. That's it. Um, That's it. Um, Kim, I appreciate you, man. He says, thank you, JC, for support. Um, yeah, I saw that earlier. Even the 49ers reached out to Kim and sent him a letter of condolence. I had the wonderful opportunity of hanging out with Kim and, you know, the whole UK faithful and the Denmark faithful, um, at the gold mine a few, uh, for the Tampa Bay game. And so, uh, yeah, awesome, man, uh, stand up organization and you mean a lot to the community. So thank you, brother. Really, really appreciate you. All right, let's get real quick. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Now, this is as of yesterday. I don't think they're practicing yet, or if they are, I haven't seen it. Um, did not practice. These are players that did not practice yesterday. So as, as of Wednesday, now they have a longer week because they played Thursday against the Cowboys, lost barely in a no-defense bowl. Now, so they've had some extra time off. So they're going on a different pace. These are the players that did not practice yesterday for the Seahawks, Wednesday. Jamal Adams' knee, which... If you've seen what that dude's doing on social media, he's going like full-on Chandler Jones, kind of worried about him and his mental space. But, man, he's just been a terrible human since he came in the NFL. Now he's got terrible play and is a terrible human. You want to look up what he's doing? He's attacking reporters' wives, and he's just awful, man. And just makes you want to, like, I don't like rooting against people. I'm rooting against this dude. He's terrible, terrible. Um, but anyway, he's not even practicing. He's doing all of his talking on social media because he hasn't done anything on the field besides blow coverages and just get destroyed by whatever team he plays. 
Jordan Brooks, um, their other linebacker, did not practice ankle. Trey Brown, corner, had a heel issue, didn't practice. Both their running backs, both, they cannot run the ball against the 49ers. Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker are now both out. If both those guys are out, you're talking Travis Homer, DJ Dallas against Fred Warner, against a pissed off Dre Greenlaw? Yikes. Um, I don't know, man. For the Seahawks, if one of those guys don't go, you're talking about Geno throwing the ball 50 times a game in one game. It's not the way to beat the 49ers. Leonard Williams, who is was probably the best Seahawk against us on Thanksgiving, I think he had the best game out of everybody. He's not even practicing. He's got an ankle issue too. Now, which one of those players will play, won't play, we'll see as the week goes on. But I'm telling you right now, if they're missing both running backs and Leonard Williams, that game could get pretty ugly. Um it really could. And their center is limited. Evan Brown with a thumb issue, but I fully expect him to play. Um, he's had a thumb issue for a while. Oh, what's up, Eric? He says, we haven't uh, seen chicken uh, at this week's tailgate. Oh, I freaking love it. And so Eric's going to be out with his amazing wife, Miranda. She's the absolute best. We're going to be tailgating this Sunday, day of the game. We start serving food and drinks at 9.35 a.m. in the blue lot. We're going to have breakfast, drink specials, Bloody Marys, uh, mimosas, all that stuff, catered event with food, music, giveaways, trivia, all kids free. All you got to do is head to 49ersrushroadtrip.com, get your tickets. Those ticket prices will go up because once I have to submit the final numbers to the caterer, we have to play. We have to pay extra once we hit that. So right now is the lowest they're going to be, and if you wait till day of, those prices do have to go up because we have to pay extra on top of that. So um, uh, we are not serving sea chicken. Well, that's a funny thing. You can't even serve Seahawk because it's not even a real bird. It doesn't even exist. Look up Seahawks. It's not real. They're fake birds <laughs> like i just i'll never get over that uh they're not real so hopefully you come join us this is going to be our last regular season tailgate at levi's uh we're planning playoff and super bowl run and wherever the 49ers go for the playoffs we're going to be there throwing big time parties and we're setting up things in all the potential cities currently as we speak and yeah you heard me 49ers make it to the Super Bowl. You better believe we're going to throw a badass party. We're going to have former players. We're going all out. We are not. This season is special. And John Chapman's pocketbook is signifying that because we are putting our money where our mouth is. And we are reserving spots that we probably shouldn't be reserving. Uh, don't tell Miss Chapman. Um, we're going to make this work. So uh, we will be partying this Sunday uh, for the Seahawks. And then next week, the party to end all parties, baby. Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis, come meet the legend, meet and greet, autograph, all those things. We're going to be at McFadden's Saturday, December 16th from 2 to 7 p.m. And then we also have our tailgate the next day. We're going to be out on the extension for McFadden's, which is going to be awesome. All you can eat, all you can drink, walk to the stadium. It's one block, one block from the stadium. We're going to walk together. It's going to be awesome. Um, right here, Rook, did Adrian Amos get signed or is even an option? I have not seen him get signed. And so, yeah. I don't know. You, you leave. How do I say this? The team that he left, that, I think that matters because Shedhead calls up his coaching buddies and says, hey, and then, no, stay away. I, I, that's my assumption. That's my assumption. So I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think he's an option. Trey, thank you for the super chat. 
No Armstead, no problem. Also, your incredible uh, human. Thank you, man. Much love from Fort Worth Brethren. Oh, North Crowley High School. What's up, man? You guys got a football team this year. Hopefully, you guys are still playing. Uh, I'd be fine. The Wildcats, I think. I think by uh, the little known fact, John Chapman's prom date went to North Crowley. Uh, throwing that one out there. So uh, we'll throw that one. Uh, anyway. Uh, but not my current wife. She did not go to North Crowley. She went to Boswell. Uh, there's like three people watching this that know that school. Anyway, let's get to what it is. Now, let's talk about Johnny Dale, uh, the man. If you haven't watched his channel, he does great film work, way better than I could ever dream of. Um, I learned from him. He does a great job. He put this out on Twitter. And if you go back to, you know, and, and, and I want to say like, Shout out again to Bro Montana because I love this question about if the 49ers win this Super Bowl, where do they stack up? I, I don't really care about the other Super Bowl winners. I do care about the 49ers stacking up against previous 49ers teams. And in 2019, right, which was a pretty damn good team, should have won it, didn't, whatever, we move on. The job that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done all the way back from 2019 to now, it's not the same team. There's 22 starters on a roster, right? 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Usually they don't count special teams, Pro Bowl teams, whatever. It, it, starters. The 22 starters from 2019 team that played in the Super Bowl, the 49ers have only kept seven. Seven out of 22. Just from the 2019 team. That's four years ago. Talk about turnover. Now, nine players total on the roster from the Super Bowl game to where we are now. The seven starters, here we go. I'll list them. Kyle Juszczyk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. Talk about staples. Talk about cornerstones. Those seven guys, that is the foundation of this team. Fred Warner, captain, right? Nick Bosa, captain. Armstead, captain, Kittle, captain, Debo, captain, and then your quarterback. So five of your six captains are right there. Now two other players, Ross Dwelly, uh, duct tape Dwelly, can't get rid of that dude. And Mitch Wisnowski, the punter, who I think is having his best year of his career. Yeah, you know, I, th I think he is absolutely balling out. Um, oh, what's up, Phil? Uh, welcome to the chat, my friend. He says, hashtag CC, I'm confident about the Seahawks game. I don't want to be overcompetent. Keep tight, don't let up. And uh, he's referencing the poll question. And again, YouTube's weird. Some people are having a hard time seeing it. I apologize. All I could do is post it. YouTube, there's no customer support whatsoever. Um, the question was, how do you feel about the 49ers for a Seahawks matchup? And I gave four options. Super confident, confident, a little worried, scared. Confident is leading, 46%. Super confident, 44%. Little worried, 10%. So I wanted to judge just kind of where you guys are. And Phil says, you know, don't want to be overconfident. Keep tight. Uh, don't let up. I, I like that. Uh, respect. Respect. And, and, you know, if we're sticking with this idea of the roster construction that the 49ers have built with John, Sh uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, get your pillars, pay your guys, and then sustain. Because, again, like you look at this, the seven – that were here in 2019, six were drafted out of the seven. The only one that wasn't drafted by the Niners was Juszczyk. Same, Debo drafted, Kittle drafted, Armstead drafted by the previous regime, Debo drafted, Greenlaw drafted, Warner drafted. Like, this homegrown, you bring in talent, 
You bring in talent. Trent wasn't drafted. Trent wasn't even here. And that was the weird one, right? That was Joe Staley's last game. Ah, break, breaks my heart saying that. Love Joe Staley. Everybody does. But this team is a damn good team. And you kept those seven. Have they all made use check Pro Bowl, Debo Pro Bowl, all pro, all pro, Pro Bowl. All of them except Dre Greenlaw. He's the only one who has not received an all pro or pro bowl. And that's that's ridiculous because that dude sure as hell should. Should have last year. Sure as hell should now, and he's getting snubbed big time. He's getting, he's getting crazy. Yeah, right here, Thomas. What's crazy, there's no offensive lineman on the list you just read. And that's a Shadowhead staple, Kyle Shadowhead staple. You get one elite dude, and then you just get a bunch of guys that can play together. And you let guys leave. You let them leave. You let them go get paid. Let McGlinchey get paid. Let Lakin get paid. Let those guys go and just rebuild because we have a type. We need athletic, movable guys that can just play somewhat consistently. We don't need all-stars there. And so, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, that, That's crazy. So it, it's just a little... It's a little weird. What's up? There we go. Phil, he says, I found it. Appreciate you, Phil. You're the best, man. Um, now, let, let's talk about, let's jump into some of the Pro Bowl voting. I, I was going to do this a little bit later. I'll, I'll save the film nuggets to later, but it's on topic. Current 49ers on Pro Bowl voting, which I don't like the Pro Bowl. I don't like how they do it, but it's what they do. And the reason why I spend time on it is because this determines players' money. Literally, contracts are tied to Pro Bowl voting. Um, rookie contracts, whether that's you know franchise tag, fifth year options, all those things. This makes money for the players. So, and this also is a huge, probably shouldn't be anymore. This is a huge determination for the Hall of Fame as well. And let, let's be real with the players on this team, there are going to be some Hall of Fame type players that are going to be up to that in the future. And these Pro Bowl votes matter. They matter. So if you haven't voted and you hear a player on here and it pisses you off, go fix it. Just go to just type in Pro Bowl vote on your phone and you can go through and vote. Boom, 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 vote. That determines a lot of how these players get in or how they don't. So Pro Bowl voting, here we go. Fred Warner first for all linebackers. Trent Williams first for, uh, he's on first team. CMC first with his position. Kyle Juszczyk first. George Kittle second behind Travis Kelsey. Uh, Bosa's third. Tabor Pepper's third, which is interesting. I think Tabor's had a good year. Last year, I was pretty down on Tabor. I thought his snaps were all over the place. This year, he's calmed down considerably, which is nice with the rookie kicker. Um, but yeah, Tabor, I don't have a problem with that at all. Hargrave's fourth on DTs. Brindle's fifth on centers. That's crazy to me. But you look at his overall like passing hits allowed and all that stuff, that's about where he should fit. Purdy sixth. This is stupid. How the hell is Brock Purdy sixth? You can't pick five quarterbacks that have done better than Brock Purdy. No matter what metric, no matter what, whatever you want to use, that's just stupidity. And this is the problem with the Pro Bowl system is it's a popularity contest and Brock Purdy's not getting the votes. Everybody's going to vote McHolmes. Everybody's going to vote, you know, those guys and I just don't understand that. Brock Purdy being six is stupid. Charvarius Ward seventh. Come on. Really? That dude shut down DK Metcalf on primetime TV. Primetime. And we get to see it again this week. 
I don't think he's going to be able to do it the exact same way he did it, but golly, that was, you're not going to find a corner, have a better game than what he did against DK Metcalf on Thanksgiving primetime TV. Ward should at least be a pro bowler. He should be in the conversation for all pro. He's getting asked to do one of the hardest damn jobs out there. Mitch Wisnowski seventh on punting. No, that's wrong. You guys know me. I do not like drafting punters and kickers. I don't. But what Mitch is doing right now, that dude is top three, no matter how you look at it. And I think he's probably top two. Ayuk's eighth. I get that with the numbers, but he should be higher. Greenlaw's the ninth linebacker. That's bullshit. That is ridiculous. I think there's a bigger problem with him being ninth than Purdy being sixth. Drake, look, one of my film nuggets or film secrets or whatever you want to call it, the best two defensive players for the 49ers last week were Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. They were the best players on the field. They were the best. The entire defense. You want to throw in the offense too with the, the Eagles? Don't care. Dre Greenlaw jumped off the tape. He only played 39 snaps. Still led the team in tackles. Solo stops. Like, Dre Greenlaw was the best player on the damn field before that fat dude got him kicked out. I don't want to go down that. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Dre Greenlaw being ninth as a linebacker is absolute insanity. There is no way in hell there are four linebackers better than him, let alone eight. Not even close. Banks is ninth. Armstead's ninth. So if you want to fix these things, come on. Come on. Go vote. Go vote. Mike, appreciate you, man. He says, where does Brindle's run blocking? Um, th- that hurts him. You, you know, there's no doubt about that. If I just look at the team as a whole, let me pull this up. Just the PFF, you know, blocking whatever, you know, for the offense. Run blocking Jake Brindle. He's gotten better, but he is still, <laughs> you got to scroll down a ways. Where, where is he at? There he is. He's got a he's got a 65.6 which is the 11th highest for the 49ers. It's it's not great. His pass blocking is not great either, but he just gets the job done consistently. He cannot maintain a block to save his life in the run game. He gets right where he's supposed to be every time. He just gets there, just bounces off. He just doesn't have the anchoring ability. Um so yeah, that's Jake Brindle's thing. Uh, does he deserve a pro bowl? I wouldn't vote for him for that. Personally, I wouldn't. But, again, he's fifth. I think that's about right. I, probably fifth through eighth. That's about where he belongs. He's doing a damn good job. I'm not trying to be mean to him or anything like that. I like him. It's just, yeah, he's an NFL journeyman that fell into the perfect situation, waited his opportunity, signed for less money, and that's exactly what he is. A big reason why we're able to keep all these studs, playmakers, pay up the money they are is because of Jake Brindle. Like, he's not even, like, the top 25th paid center. So, that's huge. David says, Ward leads the league in pass breakups. And they're all pass breakups with Ward because that dude can't catch. He don't even try to catch. (laughs) And if he did have a couple interceptions on top of that, I feel like he would be where he should be on Pro Bowl voting. I think he should be top three. I do. I really, really do. Um Right here, Big Prime, are you guys coming to Phoenix? Oh, 1,000%, man. And not only us, but the legend himself, Patrick Willis. So meet and greet, autograph session Saturday. Then we got the tailgate as well. Head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, hopefully you guys come up and check out with us. What's up, man? 
What's up, Big Papa? Glad you could join us. Um, right here, Thomas. Shoot, after what Mooney did Sunday versus the Eagles, should have moved him up. Well, the problem with that is the safeties screwed him over. We were doing some cover one on third and long and inside slants, which he's got outside you know, leverage. The safety is supposed to come up and three safety misses against him. And it made Ward look bad, but that's not his job. That's not his job. And... But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I, I am 100% with you there. Now, we've, we do have some football tonight. It's not good football. <laughs> but we do have a Thursday night football teaser. Man, we have just put up, I think we're on four straight weeks of posting profits. And we're just going to keep it rolling. And if you haven't bet with us yet, you need to join us. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds, contests, for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or, this is pretty fun, I love this, you can bet for the fences um, by on the all-new money bag. So what happens is, you go. it's a one-of-a-kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel, and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And so for tonight, I've already posted the Thursday Night Football three-team teaser. It's a plus 10. Uh, and I'll just share on here our Thursday night bet what we're taking. We're taking the Steelers plus four and a half points against the Patriots. The Patriots, by far one of the worst teams, offensively inept. Ramon Stevenson's out. Ezekiel Elliott's going to get like 20 carries. Like this is going to be like a 17 to 10 game. Uh, but I'm taking the Steelers plus four and a half. Trubisky steps in, who is a viable option, not great. But Kenny Pickett wasn't doing much either. I think the Steelers are a better team. Uh Roster-wise, coaching-wise, all those things. So I'm taking the Steelers plus four and a half. If you want to see the other two legs of our teaser, just got to join us, the49ersrush.com or our Patreon channel in the link in the description of this video. And again, you bet anywhere with my bookie. Anywhere. Doesn't matter where you are. You can bet. Um, just use promo code 49ers. Helps the show and gets you a bonus when you sign up for a deposit. Now, let's jump into some of these uh, film secrets that I just... You know, not stuff that's leading headlines or maybe not even tweet-worthy or whatever. Just things that I don't get to see talked about that jumped off on tape. Um, and let's start with the defense. One, Jair Brown, and I talked about this earlier, struggled, all caps. You know, three gigantic blown coverages early that could have resulted in gigantic plays, if not touchdowns. Um, that's just blown coverages. Not even talking about the missed tackles. It's not even talking about... The one time he didn't even get credited with the missed tackle because his angle was so bad. The good news is he got better as the game went on. Second half was better than the first half. And with rookies, you're going to get this. When Hufunga went down, it wasn't going to be all, everything's great. He stepped in and he did his damn job. Last game, great. Eagles game, struggled. Now the good news is for the Rook, guess what? You get to play against an opponent that you've already game planned for. So Jair Brown gets to go out there and kind of be a vet because guess what? Not only have you seen this team, not only have you already game planned for this team, the Seahawks, 
You just did it two weeks ago. So it's not like, obviously, they're going to have some wrinkles and whatever else, but you, you're going through, this is his first time in the NFL to go through a team for a second time. And he already started and played, so he gets to judge his tape. So that is exciting. Jair Brown's still going to continue to have some learning issues just because he's a rookie. But hopefully Logan Ryan can calm him down a little bit, and hopefully he can go back to playing with confidence. So that's something I want to see. Now, sticking with the safeties, Tayshawn Gibson was interesting. You know, he got banged up on the very first drive. Isaiah Oliver comes in, and Tayshawn Gibson was either red hot or ice cold. He didn't have a lot of just average plays like he usually does. This dude was playing incredible ball. The very next snap, what the hell are you doing? It was weird. So from the vet, how much that injury played into it, I don't know. But he hasn't missed any practice time. He's not even on the injury report. It finished the game out pretty good. It's just... I don't know. We need more consistency from both safety spots. We got a rookie and we got a super vet. So we need just a little bit more level playing field because the only way the 49ers can get beat by the Seahawks is a lot of big splash plays. And the way that you limit that good safety play, which we did have on Thanksgiving. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, Again, best two defenders on defense. The best two players on the field were Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner against the Eagles. And I think Drake Greenlaw was the best player, but he wasn't out there the whole time because of the ejection. And that's on him too. And so I am not sitting here saying, yeah, that fat Dom guy, a lot of it, most of it was on him, but Drake Greenlaw could have walked away as well. Really could have. So that's on him as well. Fred Warner's playing defensive player of the year worthy. He needs a little bit more sacks and turnovers and things like that to get into that mention because usually it doesn't go to linebackers. It's kind of like, you know, you look at the MVP award is almost exclusively a quarterback award. Defensive player of the year, much less so, but it seems like it's defensive end or defensive line, sometimes a corner, and that's about it. I don't know. Man, I wonder... Who was the last, let's see, NFL Defensive Player of the Year? I want to see who the last linebacker was. Okay, so here we go. As we look through this, whew, all right, Bosa. Okay, so li listen to these. These are the past few Defensive Player of the Year. Bosa, edge player. TJ Watt, edge player. Aaron Donald, defensive tackle. Gilmore cornerback, Donald Donald, Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, Luke Keekley, 2013. So you've had one linebacker in the past. That's not even 10 years. That was 11 years ago. And then you got Troy Polamalu won it in 2010. Bob Sanders, 2007. Erlacher, 2005. And so you've had two linebackers. James Harrison, I don't count. He's more of an edge guy but he was a hybrid with the Steelers. But you've had two true linebackers win this in the past 18 years? It's been a while. Not saying Fred can't do it, but he's got to get there. And I think he's playing on level. He's on par. The play matches. He's got an uphill battle. Uh, there, there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, it, it's not as easy as just, mm, just jumping on there. So, uh, real quick, just a couple other things just want to check out. Uh, Rob says, you know, there will be two to three big plays by the Seahawks. The rest will be subpar play. Um, right here, Big Papa. Most tackles, even with the injection for Green Lot. I like that Green Lot. He doesn't call him Green Lot. Green Lot. 
Um, please don't bring up Bowman's stolen MVP as linebacker. You're going to make me cry, my friend. You're going to make me cry. Now, let's talk about film nuggets. Oh, no, a couple more for the defense. Ken Law and Kalia Davis were balling out the whole game. Small sample size. Ken Law was awesome. He really, it, it, that dude put, he put Landon Dickerson on his back several times. He played very, very well. And Kalia Davis, his first rep was against Kelsey and he won it. What the hell is that about? First rep in the NFL, you go against a Hall of Famer and you win the rep? It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I'm excited to see uh, to see Kalia Davis. Now, offensively, elite performances were everywhere. Uh, Trent Williams, CMC, Debo, Brock, lights out. Those dudes were just incredible. But the old line, I think this was the offensive line against the Eagles. I think this was the most consistent game they have had all year. All year. They have been incredible. And you remember how, you know, we go back in the offseason, everybody had the same concerns. Drake Jackson and Colton McKivitz. And after week one, everybody was like, Drake Jackson is incredible. Dude's not even playing anymore. Colton McKivitz, exact opposite. Struggled, right? Gave up like a couple sacks to TJ Watt. Everybody's like, oh man, trade for a tackle, trade for a tackle. Not anymore. This dude dominated. Colton McKivitz looks great. Now, you're helping him, and it's an easy system and all that stuff, but it's just so funny how we were we were convinced Drake Jackson's the dude, Colton McKivitz, he's a bub. Wrong. <laughs> Charlie Murphy, wrong. <laughs> it, it just took time. It just took time. And so, you know, for negatives – on the offensive side of the ball for the 49ers against the Eagles, they're hard to find. After those first two drives, everybody was just skating, just doing everything that they wanted to do. And I love how one of the Eagles that talked the most trash was Hassan Riddick. He's the one that hurt Bosa last year, or not Bosa, I'm sorry, Purdy last year. That dude did nothing. He did nothing. In fact, they used his aggressiveness against him so much. So much. He was just crashing to kill the quarterback. He cared about nothing else. And so there were about five or six plays where Shanahan didn't even block Hassan Riddick. They just used his aggressiveness against him, misdirection. And the, you just see seven out there just like flailing his arms and in space. It's like he would, it's like the 49ers were playing 11 on 10 whenever Hassan Riddick was out there. And he's a damn good player, but it's all about him. It's all about him and what he can do. And he talked trash all the time. Did he say anything after the game? Nope. Dude went dead silent. I would too if I got embarrassed like that on my home field after talking trash for a year plus. Hassan Riddick, man, where you been, buddy? Would love to hear something from you. Because you talk all that trash before the game, and then you just disappear during and after the game. I ain't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um... I, I just, man, this game, and it's weird because the Niners have blown out so many great teams this year. Pittsburgh's good. Week one, on the road. Jacksonville's good. Seahawks were good till we beat the tar out of them, and now they've lost three in a row, about to be four. Eagles are good. Cowboys are good. And you embarrassed all these teams. It's, it's weird to see a team be this dominant against the best. Consistently. You know, I put out there on Twitter, like, I listed all the wins. 
all these blowout wins against playoff teams. Who has a win like us in the NFL? And the only answer was the Ravens against the Lions. That one's up there with what we have done. We've done it four times. Ravens have done it once. Somebody talked about the 70 to 20 win, but that was against the Broncos when they were dog trash. So I don't count that. 70 points is incredible, no doubt. I'm not trying to downplay that, but it's not like the Broncos are a good team. Like we did this to top rated teams in the NFL consistently and on the road. And on the road. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, right here, Rob says, Micah Parsons said he could play quarterback better than Purdy. Micah Parsons needs to focus on his job because every time he plays the Niners, he gets bullied and knocked around. Uh, so I, I don't really care what that dude says. One, he's a terrible human anyway. So keep that dude out of here. I don't want anything to do with that dude. Uh, Kevin says, you know, Ravens versus the 49ers Christmas and Super Bowl. I would be shocked. I wouldn't be mad about it. I'll take that all day. All day. Man, I, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about what the what's to come for the 49ers. And, and you know, I'm gonna keep saying this. Realize that this year is special. Are we gonna win the Super Bowl? I don't know. We are the favorites in every metric, every betting site, whatever. 49ers are the favorites. I'm not a subscriber in Super Bowl or bust. I don't believe in that. Just enjoy. Enjoy now. You know what I mean? Not saying, oh, be prepared for a loss down the road. No, I'm saying the place that we are in right now as a franchise and as fans and as a community is a special place. We had David Walder in here who's a diehard Cowboys fan in here talking about how he thinks we're going to win the Super Bowl. You've got a Cowboys fan joining a 49ers show saying we're the best team in the NFL. How often does that happen? Enjoy this. This is fun. And it should be fun. And if you're not having fun and you're stressed watching these games, come on. What are you doing? This is the best time to be a 49ers fan. And I'm excited about this week. Tomorrow, uh, Friday morning, I want to be on Wayne's channel. Uh, just type in Wayne Breezy on YouTube. Uh, you'll see us there. Uh, Saturday morning early, we'll do our entire you know preview, all the scouting reports, bets of the week, all that stuff Saturday morning. Then you're going to come party with us Sunday. Hope you guys come out and join us. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Um, but man, appreciate y'all. This has been a lot of fun. And until next time, it's pretty easy right now, but, uh, again, prepare yourself. It's not going to stay this high. There's going to be some more bumps and bruises and injuries throughout this season and playoffs, but for now, stay strong, faithful.